Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Together, I have been excited about this word since I finished this word. Somebody say, Lord, I'm expecting. So, Father, in Jesus' name, I take authority over this atmosphere. I've come against any spirit that would have tried to set itself up in opposition to this word. Father, we rebuke any witches, warlocks, demonic forces that are trying to be active now. We even shut down the spirit of Jezebel that we preached about on Sunday that would try to use intimidation, manipulation, and domination to steer the course of the word. We shut that down. And we declare that we are open and we are ready to receive tonight in Jesus' name. Can I get you to take 10 seconds and just worship the Lord right there in this building and online. 10, come on. 9, 8, 7, 6. Come on, I need to hear a louder sound than that. He wants to hear your voice Wednesday. Let everything that have breath praise ye the Lord. 5, 4, come on digital. Come on YouTube. Come on Facebook. 4, Put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Three, two, one. Somebody shout, yes, Lord. Let's go to work. I'm ready to hear. Then do your word, which I'm about to receive, which makes all things do. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, God, over these next few moments, do what you do when you do how you do it because you do it so well. In Jesus' name, let's go. Our series is She's a Bad Man, Gemma. And what have we been doing? We've been taking some lessons from some ladies of the Bible. And Sunday's was introducing the mean girls. And I introduce you to mean girl number one. You remember her name? Her name was Jezebel. Now, we learned on Sunday that spirits, everybody listen, do not have sex. So they're not male nor female. So the spirit of Jezebel can be operating in a man or a female. In fact, you don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but you're dealing with the spirit that's in people. Can I be honest with you? For some of you, you need to check your bloodline to see what spirit has been trying to shut your bloodline down for years. 
Because if you check the history, you'll discover that what's after you was really after the generation before you, was after the generation before them. And then you were born. And when you were born, the curse breaker was born. When you were born, the interruption to the dysfunction was born. When you were born, you're the one that's going to say, wait a minute, this stops with me. This drama stops with me. This lack stops with me. This poverty stops with me. This bad relationship picking stops with me. I need you to say, I'm the curse breaker. So, so, so in that, in the message, the title of the message was Introducing the Mean Girls. It was plural. It was plural. It was plural. That means there was more than one. But I only introduced you to Jezebel. Today, here it is. Let me introduce you to the other one. Jezebel's daughter. Jezebel had a daughter whose name was Athaliah. Can you say that with me? Athaliah. Watch me. Parents, what you don't kill, your children will have to deal with. What you don't shut down, your children will have to deal with. And I need you to be better than what was handed to you. I need you to do better than what you were given. You need to make sure you're giving your children the opportunity to go places you never went, to experience what you never experienced. Why? Because you shut down what the generation before you didn't know how to shut down. You dealt with, and for those of you that don't have children, you got nieces, you got nephews, you got play cousins, you've got somebody that's watching you, and they need to see you win. Lay your hands on yourself again and say, I'm the curse breaker. So in that, Jezebel's daughter ends up being just like her because she watches her mama and she begins to act like her mother. Please understand, parents, leaders, more is caught from you than you teach. More is always caught than what is taught. And so when we look at 2 Chronicles chapter 22, verse number 2 in the BSB, it says this. Ahaziah was 22 years old when he, uh, uh, when he became king. And he reigned in Jerusalem for one year. His mother's name was, it's right there on the screen. It's not a hard test. It's right there on the screen. His mother's name was Athaliah, the granddaughter of Amri. As Ahaziah, verse 3, also walked in the ways of the house of Ahab for his mother. His mother is Jezebel's daughter. And I need you to look at the very next part of the verse because we're going to camp out here for a moment. His mother was his counselor in wickedness. Okay. You, you got to be careful because if the enemy can't get you with a foreign enemy, he'll get you with a domestic one. Let me see if I can say it another way. If he can't get you with a stranger, he'll get you with what's called a familiar spirit. For some of you, you got to be careful because Athaliah is going to be at the table tomorrow. I feel like preaching now. You got to be careful because you got to make sure that if the enemy cannot get you from afar, he'll get up close on you. And what does the Bible say? This Ahaziah is king, and he's king now at 22 and 23 years old. But it's his mama that's telling him this foolishness. It's his mama that's filling his head with this garbage. It's this mama that's counseling him in wickedness. You got to be careful because just because it's a voice that you trust, it does not mean it's a voice that's right. Okay, y'all, y'all going to make this hard for me? All right, watch this. His mama is Jezebel's daughter, and she is his counselor in wickedness, which means every bad decision he makes, he makes after he consults her. Every stupid thing he does, he does after he consults her. Question, because maybe it's not your mama, maybe it's your sister. Maybe it's your brother. 
Maybe it's your cousin. Maybe it's that friend that feels closer than a sister. But if you examine their counsel, their counsel is wicked. How do you know that it's wicked? I, I feel like teaching this thing. How do you know it's wicked? Look at verse 4. And he did evil in the sight of the Lord. And whose sight? The sight of the Lord. So what have we been dealing with the last several messages? That the children of Israel, to them, there were certain things that they were like, this is no big deal. But to God, God was like, but it's a big deal to me. Sometimes things aren't a big deal to you, and they should be. Like disloyalty from people around you should be a big deal to you. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. It should be a big deal that I gave you a gallon and you give me a quart. And, and this is always an unequal exchange. And you know it's unequal and you don't even try to come up. It should bother you when you don't pray and don't feel convicted. Let's talk. It should bother you when you, you don't worship and don't feel convicted. What's the difference? God doesn't condemn. Condemning says, you're so bad, you're so dumb. Conviction says, baby, I'm going to need you to bring it up because you're better than this. And I'm here to tell somebody, proof you know God ain't done with you is that he still convicts you when you start swaying and... Who can thank God that, watch me, that you know he ain't done with you? Why? Because every time you try to veer off, he's like, I wish you would. I will. And you'll look at other people who don't feel bad, have no conviction for what they do. And you're like, baby, I got to go repent. I got to change. I got to do different. That's how you know God still loves you. Why? Because the Bible says that he chastises those that he loves, which means if God ain't saying nothing, he's done. Open your mouth and say, he's not done with me yet. He, yeah, 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 he's not done with me yet. And proof that he's not is that he won't let me be sloppy. He won't let me give up. He won't let me throw in the towel. Every time I start slouching and trying to give God 99 and a half, he'll play that old school song, 99 and a half, just won't do. They did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, just as Ahab had done. And you'll notice it uses the term the house of Ahab. And if you remember from our series, Dynasty, the house of Ahab, it deals with this bloodline. It's like all of them are like this. And remember what the Bible said about Ahab. Ahab was the most wicked king that ever was. God was like, I ain't never seen a ninja like this one. He says, look at this, for to his destruction, they were his counselors after the death of his father. Uh-uh, I need to spend time in that verse because you missed it. I need to spend time. And he did evil in the sight of the Lord, like all the rest of them did. For to his destruction, they were his counselors after the death of his father. I'm going to say it a third time because I need everybody in the back of Facebook to get it. And he did evil in the sight of who? The Lord. Just like everybody else in the family did. But listen, if you want to live like nobody else, you can't live like everybody else. I need you to realize you are the Joseph of your family. You are the Joseph of your bloodline. What does that mean? They may throw you to the side, but they're going to need you before it's said and done. You might be the black sheep, but baby, you're going to be the sheep that saved the other sheep. They put Joseph in a pit, but they needed Joseph when they were starving like Marvin. You always... Look. It says, they were his counselors. His counselors. Who's the they? Because I thought we were talking about Athaliah. Because Athaliah always has a crowd. 
listen to me. Listen to me. It's so important that you get that you catch this. They were his counselors after the death of his father. If I listen, when he was grieving, he picked the wrong, the wrong counsel. What is grief? Grief is our human response to loss. Most people are grieving and don't know it. Even when you've had good things happen to you, you can still experience what's called the paradox of grief. The paradox of grief is this. Something good happened to me, but I lost the comfort. You missed it. I got what I asked for, but now I lost my struggle. So I'm grieving the fact that even though things are better, watch me, I lost what I was comfortable with. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Even though I'm more mature now, I lost my excuse to act sloppy. Even though I'm making more progress, I have matured and I am doing more. But the paradox of grief says now I lost the lesser to get the greater, but my mind still sees it as lost. You can get married and then grieve right afterwards. Because now you've lost your independence. Let's go. Now you lost your ability to do what you're going to do, when you want to do, how you want to do it, because you feel like doing it. And now you got somebody talking about where you at. And you're like, baby, I'm grown. And they're like, well, no, well, now we's together. So that's fine. I'm checking the phone. I'll be there in five minutes anyhow. Y'all ain't going to say that to me. You can have a baby and then grieve the baby because now you've lost your ability to sleep. Come on. And if you play, you got if you play, you gotta pay. That's all I'm saying. You knew what you was doing. This ain't our fault, because you've been up all night. Don't you take that out on the people around you. That's you knew what you was doing. Quiet in the church. <laughs> you could get a new job and then grieve. You could get promoted and then grieve. You can be given a leadership role and then grieve. You can get out of debt and then grieve. Why? Because I am not, watch me, I am no longer in what I'm familiar with, so my mind processes it as lost. The children of Israel came out of Egypt, but what did they do? They grieved. How do you know? Let us go back to Egypt. Sir, ma'am, you just begged for 430 years to get out of that. He gets you out of it, and you got the audacity, the intestinal fortitude to ask God to go back to what he got you out of. Why? They were grieving. And when you're grieving, the past always looks attractive. When you're grieving, who you used to date always looks attractive. Yep. When you're grieving, what you used to do and how you used to live always looks attractive. But I need you to make this declaration and say, I'm not going backward. Y'all ain't saying it like an army. Say, I'm not going backward. I... They were his counselors after the death of his father. So now he's grieving. And when he's grieving, he wants comfort. And his mother brings him comfort even though she's crazy. His mother brings him comfort, even though she is the daughter of Jezebel. Even though he know what she's saying is crazy, he still likes sitting up next to her. You ever met somebody who they knew who they was messing with in a romantic way? They knew they wasn't no good. But in their mind, they thought they had this grand plan to only get played at the end of the plan. To realize that you can't pimp a master pimp. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing. Nah, I know what I'm doing. You don't know what's going on. You don't know what's going on. I'm using her. No, sir, you're being used. No, you don't know what's going on. I'm using, I'm using him. No, ma'am, you are being used. See, that's how the enemy gets you. Because what you wanted was comfort. You didn't realize who you were getting buddy to buddy with was Athaliah. 
So Ahaziah, verse 5, also followed their counsel. What is counsel? What do you think I should do? One of the worst things you could do is ask somebody who doesn't know where you're going directions to get there. That's why God gives you leadership because your leader can see farther than you for you. You asking people behind you how to get to where you're going. They don't know. They don't know. Ahaziah also followed their counsel. I think you should do this. I would quit. I would give up. I would stop. I wouldn't do all that. I, they wouldn't have me doing all that. I ain't doing this. I'm going to do this. I think you should do this. I, come on, take this girl trip. To, to where? Where y'all going? <laughs> come on, let's do this. Come on, let's do this. Come on, let's do this. And watch what happens. He followed their counsel. What did, what did they tell him to do? Let's keep reading. And he went to Joram, son of Ahab, king of Israel, to fight against Hazael. Now, listen, they say you should fight this battle. But listen, you should do this. You should go get involved in this. You should leave your throne to go help somebody else defend theirs. Guess the point. You should not mind your business, but you should go mind their business. It's kind of like, you ever been dealing with somebody at a meeting, and their department is janky and raggedy, but they're trying to tell your department what they need to do? It, it's it, Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. It, 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 you know, you know, you know. It, 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 it's kind of like, listen, listen, meat department. Look, it's a lot of bloody meat packages and blood all dripping down. We don't need y'all telling us how to do the shirts over here, because I need you to get the, get the meat clean. I need you to catch the principle because, because watch this. They, he followed their counsel because their counsel brought comfort. Everybody listen. Since that's his mama, it's in him to be rebellious. So when he hears her say rebel, it feels good. Mm. This is too much, okay? Sometimes, watch me. That feels right. That feels right. It feels right because of what's in your blood. And what's in your blood is what you were sent to break. Woo. I'm going to need you to do this one more time Wednesday. And if you ain't going to praise God and follow my instructions, I understand. But some, it's going to jump and get to somebody else. Lay your hands on yourself and say, I am the curse breaker. Ahaziah followed their counsel and went with Joram, the son of of Ahab, king of Israel, to fight against Hazael. Say, so what's Hazael mean, Bishop? How God sees it. So when they are sending him on this battle and giving him counsel to go fight this fight, what they're really fighting isn't a man. What they're fighting is how God sees it. Y'all ain't going to talk to me today. What he's really fighting is how God sees it. What he's really fighting is how God views it. So now we understand why the Bible says, and he did evil in the sight of the eyes of the Lord. Because to him, he sees it how his mama sees it. His mama has counselors around her. And none of them see it the way God sees it. Because it's in their blood to be disrespectful. It's in their blood to be dishonorable. 
it's in their blood not to honor any man because they won't be dominated by a man because the last man they submitted to did them wrong. Y'all ain't going to talk? It's in, it's in the blood. So now, Athaliah's like, look, you should go fight this battle. I think you should go fight this battle. And he's sending them, you know, mama, you right. You right. You right, mama. You right. You right, mama. I'm going to do it. He goes to fight. And I, and I need you to look at what happens. He literally is fighting how God sees it. If you're honest, there's counsel you've taken from people that supported how you saw it, but didn't take you to scripture and say, no, you may not like me after this, but you out of order. Let me tell you how you got to keep on your hands. That even when you on 10, fired up, they're like, I hear what you're saying, but the Bible says this. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. I, I know how you feel, and I understand you having a moment right now, and you feeling some type of way, but baby, I'm going to need you to bring all of that down because the word says get yourself in order. So, so watch what happens. It's quiet in here. So, so watch what happens. But when he gets there, it's at the bottom of the screen, they wound him. So now he's got wounds because he was walking somewhere he was never supposed to. Question, what wounds do you have because of the counsel you heeded? God told me y'all supposed to get married. He wouldn't tell you, baby, to tell me that. He don't need to talk to you. I got a leader. He don't need to tell you that. I rebuke parking lot prophecies. Y'all ain't going to say that to me. That ain't a sanctioned one. We shut that down. Y'all ain't said, be careful with people. I just heard this one. I don't know who this is for. Be careful them people reaching out to you in the DMs trying to, uh, trying to give you a prophecy. I don't know who that's for. All right. The Lord showed me. He wouldn't have told you to come at me like that. Put me in touch with so-and-so. No. Thank you. Yeah, come on here. <laughs> the Lord gave me a word. They have a leader. They don't need a sub-one. They don't need no private to do what they got a general to do. They don't need no substitute teacher when they got the teacher. So look, at verse 6. I'm almost done. Verse 6. Verse 6. Verse 6. So he returned to Jezreel, if I look at the next part, to recover from the wounds that they inflicted on him. So now he's wounded in life because of the counsel he listened to. And the counsel, the Bible says his mama was leading the wicked counsel. Now everybody listen. Remember, it's not her. It's the spirit in her. And this is where, everybody listen, it can become difficult when dealing with people. Because you can love the person, but the spirit be evil. I wish some of y'all acted like you got some folk you can think of right now. Well, you're like, the person you? You're great, but that spirit that's in you is a whole mess. And since my fight isn't with you, it's with the spirit in you. Until we get that spirit up out of you and up off of you, me and you can't do nothing together. Because I can enjoy you the person, but the spirit you're filled with, I cannot enjoy. Which means some of y'all need to learn how to say, mm-mm. I ain't going to be able to do it. Because you know the spirit they working with. 
They'll, they'll, they'll call you out to lunches and breakfasts and breakfasts <laughs> and breakfasts and, and variety of different things. And they're trying to give you counsel, but the counsel is wicked. And you know that it's wicked because it's not coming from the word. And not only is it not coming from the word, you know that it's wicked because it is literally antichrist in nature. I know you believe in God, but see, I, I, she going to stop right there. Ain't nothing else for us to talk about. But I know you pray, but ain't nothing else for us to talk about once you got to the book. Because listen, listen, you, you, you may think that you are the reason that you have what you have, but I know what I have is all because of God. And I will not turn on the God that got me this far. Woo! Come on, Wednesday. Can you just lift up your hands in worship for three seconds? Say, God, I love you. Come on. I'm not turning on the God that got me here. I'm not hearing no crazy mess. I refuse to entertain wicked counsel. It's wicked. So look, so look. So verse 6, he returns to Jezreel to recover from the wounds they had inflicted on him. Why was he there in the first place? He got wicked counsel. There are certain decisions that you've made because you listened to wicked counsel. If I listen, here's the question. What happens when you're Athaliah? And you counsel yourself. And it sounds good. And watch me. And you'll call it God. And that ain't nothing but you talking to yourself. Come on. Let's be real Wednesday. We have all done it. And if you say you ain't, you doing it now because you a lie. We've all done it. You'll sit up and, you know what, that makes sense to me. Yeah, I agree. You got to live for yourself. You sit up here having all this conversation. <laughs> Wicked counsel. <laughs> right? So now he's wounded. Now he's wounded. Now he's wounded. Would you, won't you come? You're going to be wounded. Can you be wounded? There you go. Be wounded. You do a good job. Yeah, they be doing a good job at these dramatizations. We're going to have a drama department. I got all the members right here. They just want to stand around me. They <laughs> look. Look. <laughs> all right, he's wounded. Now, check this out. Wounded implies he's still making movement, but he's bleeding. So everywhere he goes, his blood drips. Listen, here's the danger. That means he's leaving a path of life behind him that's being wasted. And many times, watch me, your recovery from your wounds is very important because if you don't recover from your wounds properly, what will end up happening is that now by the time you're ready to recover, there's no blood left to live. Blood and scripture rep represents life. Bishop, make that more practical for me. See, you were wounded over here, but now watch me. At your next job, you took your wounds. Your next church, you took your wounds. Your next relationship, you took your wounds. And so now, watch me. Everybody that interacts with you, they're left from with your blood. Mm. Everybody that interacts with you, they're left having a bloody experience with you because dealing with you, I'm not dealing with you. I'm really dealing with your wounds. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. And, I, and you need to be healed because your future needs the best version of you. I said you need to be healed. 
Because your, your future don't need you insecure. Your future don't need you mad at people. Your future don't need you angry. Your future don't need you depressed. Your future don't need you suicidal. Your future needs the best version of you. So now the blood is, is dripping. The blood is gone. And, he, and, he, and he's wounded. And he makes his way back to Jezreel. And here's the deal. You would think, you would think, you would think that he would say, I shouldn't be listening to this wicked counsel. I need you to catch this up. Look at the screen. Ahaziah's downfall came from God. Because God said, so since you don't want to listen to me or who I send to you, since you don't want to listen, I'm over it. I'm done. On period. This is why you have to rejoice when you get corrected. I rebuke you working your neck and getting the attitude because somebody checks you. When you get checked, that means you're loved. When you get checked, that means you're loved. When you get corrected, that means you're loved. The Bible says any father that loves his son, he corrects him. That's like the Lord chastises us. Because when God, when God stops correcting, look where we at. He's like, look. Fine, go visit Joram. You want to go do what your mama said? Go on, do you. Do it. You think I'm going to fight you? You know to do right. You think I'm going to beg you to lift your hands? If you don't do it, a rock will do it. Ready for this? He says, when Ahaziah arrived, he went out to Joram to meet Jehu. Uh-oh. If you remember Sunday, Jehu was the one that killed Jezebel. The reason God wanted him to stop listening to Athaliah is because Athaliah was a liar. You'll catch it. Because what she was really doing, you ready for this? Even though that was her son, she wanted the throne. You got to be careful because everybody that's related ain't related. Let's go. Everybody that you close to ain't close to you. Everybody that you love don't love you. I, I. She really wants the throne because she watched her mama dominate and take the throne from Ahab. This is too much. You still here? Watch me. When Ahaziah arrived, he went out from Joram to meet Jehu, son of Nimshi, whom the Lord had anointed to destroy the house of Ahab. He never would have been in Joram had he not listened to the wicked counsel. I need everybody to pray this for me. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, shut down the voices of wicked counsel in my life. Shut down every Athaliah that's in my life in Jesus' name. That, that, that deserves a praise right there. Because some of it is people you know. Watch me. Some of it is social media. Some of it is the news. Some of you walking in fear because you watch one story on the news about one person that ain't got nothing to do with you. Bible says, unless the Lord protects the house, whoever labors is labored in vain. 
Which means you can make all the preparations and precautions you want, but unless God's keeping you, you can't be kept. Somebody say, but he's keeping me. Come on, I'm almost done. Look, look, look. The Lord had anointed him to destroy the house of Ahab. So here's the problem. You're still not fully healed from your wounds. And wicked counsel sends you into another battle. So now you're trying to come over here. Let me see if I can say it another way. You still ain't healed from the last relationship, but you dating. What the hell? Heaven and earth. So now you're over here fighting, but you came up against Jehu now. Ready? So you Jehu, right? So, 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 so look at him. 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 You you can't even fight right. I, I need you to catch this, cause wicked counsel loves a good show. Wicked counsel ain't interested in seeing you win. Because the whole time his mama was saying, is he off the throne yet? I watched my mama go in there and do stuff when Ahab was missing. Why is she acting like that? I got it from my mama. The Lord had anointed him. So then watch this. Everybody look. Y'all stay right there. Everybody look. 2 Kings 9 and 22. 2 Kings 9, 22. It says, when Joram saw Jehu, he says, have you come in peace, Jehu? And look what he says. How can there be peace, he replied, as long as the idolatry and witchcraft of your mother Jezebel abound? Let, let me see if I can say this verse another way. How can you be shalom? Nothing missing. Nothing broken. Nothing lacking. All is well. If you are nothing more than the next generation of the same dysfunction. Let me see if I can say it another way. How can there be nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, and all be well if you still have an idol? You think God is going to bless that when somebody else sits in his seat? You're thankful for all these other people but never told him. But then it's not just the idolatry. What's this? The witchcraft. Scripture teaches us in 1 Samuel that rebellion is the sin of witchcraft. So when he says witchcraft, what is he saying? You really think you're going to have peace and you don't listen? Listen, Linda. He says, you really think you're going to be shalom, peaceful? And you literally live your life trying to go against anything and everything that represents order in your life. You, you really think God's going to give you peace. He says, how can there be peace? And he says, it's all coming from Jezebel. Y'all still here? So 2 Chronicles 23, 21. Thank you, gentlemen. I'll call you back in a minute. I might need you. You did a good job being wounded. 
Second Chronicles 23, 21, New Living. It says, so all the people of the land rejoiced. I want you to catch what happens. And the city was peaceful after they killed her. Now, we just read the verse said, how can there be peace when this mess is going on from your mama and them? And for you, it may not be your mama and them. It's your daddy and them, your cousin and them, you and them. So what is blocking my joy? What you won't kill. What's blocking my shalom? What you won't kill. What does kill me? Not literally. Shut down. Stop the influence of. You can't change Athaliah, but you can change what Athaliah does to you. You can't change the spirit of Jezebel, but you can change how it affects and impacts you. How do I know that this is bothering me? Is because you worry about stuff that you ought not be worried about, about people you ought not be worried about. And because you saw a post on social media, now your whole afternoon is messed up. Y'all ain't going to talk to me today, so let's go. So the Bible showed us what to be. Say what to be and what not to be. Now check this out. Jezebel, what's her daughter's name? Athaliah. Jezebel. Jezebel. Jezebel is an alkaline. No. Athaliah. Now, now check this out. I told you on Sunday that the Bible, I'm almost done, it teaches us what to be and what not to be. And on Sunday, we began to look at some of the traits of Jezebel. And uh, uh, these traits were also present in her daughter, Athaliah. I want to review the traits one more time because it's easy to demonize her, right? It's easy to hear a word like we heard on Sunday and a word like tonight and be like, my God, my God. Question is, how she get that way? Because if you're not careful, you'll become what you hate because you don't know how it became that way. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. You can look at something and say, I don't want to be nothing like that. But if you don't figure out how it became like that, you can become that. And I need you to say it one more time. Say, I am the interruption to all dysfunction in my bloodline. Come on, prophesy to yourself. I'm the curse breaker in my bloodline. Watch, look at this. Some of the traits of Jezebel and Athaliah you'll see in others and you'll see in yourself. I'm just going to hit them real quick because you'll, re you'll remember this. And, and hear me, God reveals us to us so he can what? Heal us. Say it with me. God reveals us to us so he can heal us. Sunday we learned that she, remember this, she here is this the spirit of the mindset of because spirits have no sex in the male or female. Is that one, it attacks spiritual leadership. I, you know you're dealing with Jezebel or her descendants. Because when it comes to spiritual leadership, they attack. What does attack mean? They rebel. What does rebel mean? They intentionally go against what has been said. Now, I'm just talking it out right here. I'll preach it in a minute. Right? Because what's amazing to me is that many Christians bring that spirit to God, but you don't do it on your job. You don't have no problem respecting the man in the courthouse. Y'all ain't going to say, 
You ain't got no man. You don't even like the man, and you have no problem respecting a man that occupies a particular residence in the nation. Attack spiritual leadership. Because remember, the Bible says she killed off the prophets. She wanted to kill the voice of God so that if people didn't have the voice of God, they wouldn't have the vision of God, so they wouldn't have the future God intended for them to have. Can I go deeper? Here's what the spirit will do. You kn- you're like, you know what? I need a word. I need, I need the word. I need the word. I need the word. This spirit said, uh, listen to Mamari. Listen tomorrow. Watch Netflix tonight. Problem is Netflix don't have your next. <laughs> Come on. It's time to worship the Lord. And this spirit, you ain't got to do all that. Just roll your shoulder. Give them a rolling shoulder praise while you're laying down. You may not think it's a big deal, but heaven says that ain't no posture of worship. I said, y'all, I told her, I said, lift them. That's Bible. See, see, let me tell you how subtle this thing is, because we think that God, like, does Bible on our terms. And he doesn't work that way. He knows my heart. Yes, but what does that mean? You say, God knows my heart. Okay, listen, and I know dirty toenails when I see those. I mean, I don't send a point. Like, I know dirty hands when I see. What is your point? I know a good hot link sandwich when I see one. What is the point? How you know it's good? It's on white bread with a piece of American cheese. Yellow mustard cut in half. I'm just saying. And the hot link got to be burnt. Mm -mm. Not just cooked, it's got to be burnt. That hot link got to be barely edible. Y'all ain't said to me, burn that thing. Burn, baby, burn. Like, what is the point? It attacks spiritual leadership. Watch this next part. It's gaslights and gets others to do so. It will project onto you what it does. You have to be careful because you'll see this sometimes in yourself. Because you'll say, you know what, you just don't care. When really, you don't care. So you're throwing it on to them so that, so, that, so that that way what ends up happening when you're gaslighting people is that you get people to question their own sin. They're like, well, did that happen? Right? Look, her table is filled, what did we learn on Sunday? With falsehood. You got to be careful. Look around you. Do the people around you tell you the truth according to the word? Or do the people around you simply placate you because they don't want to hear your mouth? I know how she is. Just, you know. Her table is filled with falsehood. Like if, if it was a Halloween table, it's a witch at one thing, a warlock over here, a werewolf over here, a vampire over here. Chuck it right there. Watch me. Her friends are treacherous. Her table was full of false prophets, people who spoke things falsely, and it made her feel good, even though it was totally wrong. Okay, maybe this is too much for Thanksgiving. Is it okay? I know it is. I cooked it. Listen, I can't cook food, but I can show cook a word, y'all. <laughs> I ain't cooking for them. Somebody said, what you bringing? Prayer. <laughs> 
I said, that's going to be the best prayer over that food. And God, we need you to touch it right now for nourishment unto our bodies so that it might bring us into strength and into joy. And God, listen. That's what I'm bringing, prayer. I was almost offended. What am I bringing? <laughs> Ask me something like that. Ice? Listen. <laughs> but it's going to be the best ice that you ever have. <laughs> People are saying they never seen ice like what I'm <laughs> Okay. I'm just messing. All right. You got to have fun in church. It attacks after major victories as droughts start to end. So here's the spirit of Jezebel. Everybody listen. Jezebel and Athaliah, here's when they show up. Athaliah will show up, watch me, when you're wounded. Because she, she's false counsel. Jezebel shows up right after you win. When you're on a high, she's like, so she creeps. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> she creeps. Everybody listen, she watches for you to win. She watches for you to win. And then when you win, that's when she steps in. Remember with Elijah, after he has this major victory, then the spirit of Jezebel shows up and says, I'm going to kill you by tomorrow. Check this out. You don't even get to enjoy your win because Jezebel comes to steal it. I pray that in your next 12, you would enjoy your victories. You would enjoy your wins. Come on, I got to preach at this. Somebody say, I'll enjoy my victory. The Bible says, and the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no suffering. You're going to make the money and enjoy it. You're going to build a business and enjoy it. You're going to have a family and enjoy it. You're going to build a ministry and enjoy it. She attacks right after, right after a major victory like she did with Elijah. Let's move because I'm almost done. Look at the next part. She's passive aggressive. This spirit is passive aggressive. This spirit will never directly confront you. It's passive aggressive. It'll send a message by somebody. That's what Jezebel did. That's why you have to be careful. Sometimes you need to get a little. Sometimes, can I say this to you? Sometimes you need to get a little strong. What I mean by that? Sometimes if somebody comes to you with some message, let me stop you right there. Bring them here. So I can deal with both of y'all spirits at the same time. Because what we're not going to do is have all this running back and forth. I ain't in high school. We ain't doing all this running back and forth. You come in and you come in. I'm going to do you just like God did Miriam and Aaron. All of y'all come out with Moses. If you give in to passive aggressive, you're letting her win. If you give in to passive aggressive, you're letting her win. Listen, for those of you who are passive aggressive, you need to check that because that comes from her. All of that, sending a text and then somebody call you and you don't answer the phone, you tell them to read the text, that is Jezebelian and you need to stop that. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me. It's Wednesday night. I thought I was preaching to a mature folk. Come on, let's go Wednesday. She threatens with action or inaction. She threatened Elijah. She said, Elijah, I'm gonna make you like one of these prophets that you killed by this time tomorrow. Here's how Jezebel works. Jezebel says, if I know you need me to do something, when I'm trying to manipulate you, I won't do it. 
You're counting on me to do this, but I won't do it, and I know you're depending on me to do it. And that's the very nature of Jezebel, because she wants to control, dominate, and manipulate, because she doesn't have position, but she has influence. So I know you're supposed to do this, but I'm not going to do what I said I was going to do. Got it? Let's go. She creates false panic. Bible says the messenger came to Elijah and said something, but Elijah saw something. Panic. It comes, uh, panic comes from this uh, Greek mythological god Pan, that he was half man and half goat. And that whenever he would show up, all of the sheep would begin to stampede. All of the sheep would begin to stampede. And as they stampeded, they would begin to run because of what they saw. But what they saw was based on something that they had heard. The problem is sheep don't, watch me, sheep can't see well, so they have to depend on their hearing. Y'all still here? So now there's a false panic. So what the spirit of Jezebel will do is it'll come on you and you'll get an email and now you got a false panic. Not because of anything wrong. Let me be clear because some of y'all, you got emails because you're wrong. Let me just clear that. Right? It'll create a false panic. You ever had something happen and immediately in that moment you think it's all over? Like everything. Like it's all over. Like this, here it go. That's Jezebel. That's what Jezebel does. Can I go further? Can I go further? All right. She makes you run from your assignment. What's your assignment? That's the thing that God has set you to do. Purpose is God what is what God has created you to be. The assignment is what God has set you to do. It's what he has set you to do. Got it? Elijah was set to be the prophet. He's running from his assignment now, and he runs, what did we learn, into a wilderness. So she creates false wilderness periods or self-inflicted wilderness periods because he ran from his assignment. In other words, you will feel good about being a quitter. Okay, you ready? I need to protect my mental health. Or is it that she just took you out to torment you somewhere else? And I'm not saying you don't need to protect your mental health. But do you do understand there's a difference between mental health and behavioral health? If you need to protect your mental health, you got a whole different set of something that needs to be going on. There's a difference. <laughs> it got quiet in the church. All right, let's go. <laughs> Look at this. She'll make you run from your assignment. Elijah was the prophet. He was like, I don't want to do this no more. You're called. He's like, I don't want to do this no more. You're supposed to do it. I don't want to do this no more. Then you go into a wilderness. What's a wilderness? A wilderness is a place of drought. So now you're in a drought after having a win. Because you put yourself in a drought. Y'all still here? Anybody, as we're walking through this, have you ever seen this pattern happen in your life? All right, all right. So now you know the origin of it. All right, let's go. I'm going to preach it in a minute. Then she gets you to cause you to take yourself out of the game. So that's different. See, running from your assignment is one thing because you're running. As you're running, though, you have the opportunity to run back to recover. But once you bench yourself, your position is taken. So with Jezebel, she don't just want you to run. She wants you to watch me do something that's irreversible. Because there's some words that people aren't going to unhear. See, there are certain things you can say to your spouse they can't unhear. But I was just emotional. Well, you need to learn how to be quiet when you're emotional. 
Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me right there. Because if, okay, let me go here. If you, watch me, if your first resort for people you say you love is to immediately abort, what you're doing is you are destroying trust. So they will never trust you in the future because in their mind, you're going to abort any minute. Y'all don't like that. Let me go on and finish this word. Then it ignites counterproductive actions. What was, what, was, uh, what was he doing? He was sitting under a juniper tree. Come on, we're going to be aligned here. This is going to be the tree. This is the tap. Tap, tap. He's sitting under a juniper tree. Juniper is used to flavor gin. What I love about the Bible is that God knew he was going to recover just like he knows you are. So he didn't tell you what he was doing. Here's what's amazing. is God is so good that there's parts of your story he doesn't tell the full version to everybody because he covers you. Come on, say God covers me. God covers So here it is. So, so he's sitting under the juniper tree and he's drinking. He's the prophet of God called fire from heaven 48 hours ago or so. And now he's drinking. Bible says he drinks and then sleeps. Then he wakes up he drinks, then he sleeps. You'll catch it. It's a cycle. He wakes up, he drinks, then he sleeps. See, for you, maybe it's not drinking, it's gossip. Let's go. He wakes up, he gossips, he gets on social media, he shares stuff that ain't shareable, shouldn't be sharing because it ain't building up other people. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. Then he goes back to sleep. During this whole time, the Bible says he stops eating. So an angel shows up and says, listen, man, you're looking kind of unhealthy. Because here's what, here's what the food represents. You stopped feeding yourself the word, Elijah. So your malnourishment isn't just, just physical, it's spiritual. Because while you've been in your cycle, you stopped eating the word. You stopped receiving the word. You ain't on prayer. Let's talk. You didn't watch the stream. You, you didn't even try to look at the replay. And so now he's got you in a cycle, and you keep saying, I'm taking the edge off, not realizing you off the edge. I ain't beating you up. I'm just trying to get you out of your cycles and get you out of your circles. And for those of you who want to be judgmental, don't be judgmental because different people deal with things different ways. We all cope in some type of a way. I got to finish. I got to finish. So now he's in this cycle. And while he's there, and a counterproductive, because alcohol is a depressant. So, like, you're getting depressed to not be depressed. You, you're laying down with Lottie Dottie and everybody to feel loved by somebody. You're talking crazy to the people that love you. Are we... We're catching the cycle, the cycle in the circle, the cycle in the circle. Here he is. He's a man of God, and he's in one. Why is that important to understand? So the Bible says even the elect would be deceived, which means don't think that you're too big to go through. Don't think you're so spiritual. I'll never be there. Your never is going to write a check. Your behind can't cash. I need you to never say never. Just 
when it comes to saying, and Nep just say, listen, I don't have plans to do that, but I ain't finna say never because I ain't finna write a check. So look, so now it ignites, th- ignites thoughts of suicide, depression, and crazy prayers. So while he's in this cycle, he's like, God, I've had enough. Just take me out. And now he's depressed. Why? He didn't drink any depressants. Like, there's no wonder why certain actions lead to certain things. Like, you know, let's like, can we just have an honest adult moment? Like, let's just adult for two seconds. Like, cause effect. If I do this, something else is going to happen. And what we have to do is, as we mature, is realize, okay, that's not good, so I got to change that. Then he prays a crazy prayer. He says, Lord, I know better than my fathers. Get me out of here. Which means, watch me, what's the next thing? It makes failure feel final. I'm just reviewing what we hit, hit on Sunday. It makes failure seem final. Any of us in here online, you've ever felt like your failure, like it's, 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 it's unrecoverable. I can't recover from this. There's some of you, you've had bad relationships. You're like, I don't know if I'm going to recover from this. You will. And your next is going to be better than your last. You made bad financial decisions. You're like, I don't know if I'm ever going to recover from this. You will. As a matter of fact, you'll make more progress in your next 12 financially than you did in years in that business. I need you to make this declaration and say, I will recover. And I'll be better than I was. Then we learn the spirit is crafty. The spirit is out of order. The spirit colludes with false witnesses to kill your influence. I want to deal with that for just a second. What this spirit will do. Is, is, and we learned this on Sunday, is that she went and got these false witnesses. The Bible calls them worthless fellows in some translations or scoundrels, one version says. Like that's, I that just, God, dog, you're a scoundrel. Like you ain't going through nothing. You're a scoundrel, right? She gets these false witnesses to speak against Neboth, who had this field. And this field that Neboth had, uh, Ahab wanted, and he came back and was like, they both don't want to give me the field. And Jezebel like, look, I'm going to go get you the field. Because when you're out of order, you will think that the ends justify the means. You will think that because that's what I want, I don't care what I have to do to get it. So she sets up false witnesses. She lies on him, and they stone him to death. And then he's like, here go your field. You know, she walk in the house, basically. Okay, you can stand up. Come on, stand up. You ain't no need to treat no more. She, now, now he's a new character. Now, he, now he's Ahab. And you gotta, <laughs> scene change. <laughs> All right, so I, I don't want to be Jezebel. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Okay. So Jezebel, she basically walk in, and she's like, look, there go your field. Be careful of people who minimize you. Be careful of people who minimize what's important to you. And minimize your victory. And minimize your win. All right. Come on. I got to finish. I'm almost there. Y'all, am I helping anybody? So they end up killing him. They go on. Then she hijacks who has access to you. Um, what this spirit will do is it can't run up on you. So what this spirit will do is it will get to somebody that's already close to you that's trusted. Just like with Judas. Jud- they couldn't run up on Jesus, so they got close to Jesus through Judas. They couldn't run up on him, so she, she hijacked somebody that has access. Somebody that has access. Somebody that has access. Question. 
it's important that you know who the people you know who they deal with. Many of us, can I just teach for just a second, and I'm, I'm, we're, we're done, we're done, we're done, we're done. All right, the greens need a little bit more time in here. Look, we don't want undone greens. We don't like al dente greens. <laughs> al dente, I ain't trying to listen to no al greens, so I want fully cooked greens. Listen. listen. <laughs> Turkey. Oh, all right. We'll let that go. Uh, everybody listen. I'm almost done. Everybody listen. Everybody listen. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Like, where that, Bishop? It's right here. <laughs> Many times we are careless in life uh, about how we deal with people and the people we deal with because we don't realize, like we just read in the story, that one bad piece of information can get you way off track. So I don't just need to know you. Who, 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 tell me who, what is Orlando? Listen, because, because if I don't know where you are coming from, I don't know what spirit you brought with you. And some of you may think, I don't care about all that, I don't need all of that, but this is why this spirit keeps being introduced because you didn't protect, watch me, your circle. You didn't protect who has access to you. And as we give it and wrap this up, say, Lord, in Jesus' name, cover my circle, those around me, so they don't bring evil spirits with them around me. Let's finish. The spirit, when they were getting ready to kill her, when Jehu and them were getting ready to kill her, and this, this is the most powerful point to me, and I said it only at the 1115. So I released both messages on Sunday. Is that when they were getting ready to kill her, um, and when they were getting ready to throw out the window, can I just have a lady that doesn't mind being um, my, my, um, come on, thank you. Amen. Won't you come? There you go. Have a good seat. Good church sitting over there. You all right? Oh, you good. No, you good. You good. You good. You good. You good. You good. Now watch me. Y'all ready? Now watch me. When she saw, now you got to switch characters. <laughs> when she saw Jehu coming, she knew Jehu was about to shut her down. And everybody listen to me. Some people can sense when you finally got some sense. So what happens, she, she knew they were coming. So the Bible says that she began to put paint on her eyes. She began to, watch me, she put the crown on. Wait a minute, you ain't had the crown on all day? Why are you putting it on now? Because whenever you are ready to confront this spirit, it changes how it looks. So that when you need to take action, you become merciful. I wish y'all would hear what I just said. There are some people you need to have that conversation. And the moment you get ready to walk in and have that conversation, listen. I just want to say, and now all of a sudden you walked in and, oh, no, I'm going to deal with this. I'm going to handle this. Oh, no, I'm shutting this down today. And, 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 and then this is what happened. This is what happened. She changes how it looks. 
So now somebody said, did you take care of that? Well, I was ready to address it. But watch, it didn't look the same. They were talking different. But the spirit didn't change. Because let me tell you what Jezebel never did. She never repented. Shut up. She never acknowledged that what was going on was wrong in the first place. So how do I know the spirit ain't changed? Because you still ain't apologized. How do I know the spirit ain't changed? You still ain't repented. You still ain't trying to get it right. That's how I know the spirit ain't changed. All you did was try to keep me from throwing you out this here window. All right, now we got to do a physical distance. It's called de-infestration, which is where you throw somebody out a window. I never knew that. Listen, did you know there was such a term for when you throw somebody out the window? The same window the Bible says she was looking out of from Sunday. And if you missed Sunday's message, go back because I keep referencing it and watch it. It's your podcast. The same window she's looking out of, Jehu shows up. And Jehu, Jezebel, she's like, ah! Here you come, you troublemaker. Jehu, I like Jehu. Jehu's like, who's with me? There's a couple that come with him. Because Jehu said, watch me. Jehu said, listen, it's been prophesied that you got to go. Because you've been terrorizing God's people. You've been terrorizing God's men. You are a terrorist. And this is the war on terrorism. So Jehu could some help. Now we got to do a physical distance thing, the infestation. So Jehu and them, they take her and then they throw her out the window. The window over here. It's over here. She's going to go out the wrong window. That's the door over here. You got to know you're blocking on stage. That's the door. This the window. Window over here. Check this out. Y'all ready for this? The Bible says she's on the ground. Jehu and them looking down. You got to be on the ground. And she fell out the window now. Everybody, everybody stay with me. Everybody stay with me. I need you to catch this. And here's what the Bible says. Horses trample over her. And then the dogs come. And they rip her apart. They lick up her blood. And they would carry her spirit to be embodied as a female dog. Catch the principle. So that in the book of Revelation, she was still raising hell. Because the Bible says, I have this against you that you allow that woman Jezebel who calls herself a prophetess. Which means she sets herself up to lead. She sets herself up. She, you can't tell her nothing. So here's the question, and here's the end of the message. Say, how she end up like this, Bishop? It's revealed in her name. Look on the screen. Jezebel means unhusbanded. What does unhusbanded mean, Bishop? It doesn't mean literal husband. Because Ahab was nothing more than a puppet. Be careful that who you with ain't really just using you as a puppet. What does unhusbanded mean? Uncovered. Anything uncovered spoils. Here's what it means. Unmanaged. Nobody had ever managed her. 
Nobody had ever given her instruction. Nobody had ever said to her, mm -mm, watch me, because she was not used to hearing no. She did whatever she had to do to get a yes. And for some of you parents, please listen to me. Don't you create a Jezebel because you won't tell them no. Watch the next part. Here it is. All right, she's still on the floor. Look at the next one. Say unexalted. Here it is, and we're out of here Wednesday. That means uncelebrated. She was never celebrated. So because she was never celebrated, when she was grown, she said, oh, I'm going to celebrate myself. Nobody ever, watch me, nobody appreciates me. So I'm going to make you appreciate me now. Nobody ever said good job to me, so I'm going to make you do it now. She's unmanaged, she's uncovered, and she's uncelebrated. So watch what happens in her when she grows up. Come on back to life. Now they can't touch you. No, don't touch you now. Just look at this. Obedient moves. All right, look, 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 look. So when she grows up, she terrorizes Elijah, terrorizes God's people, terrorizes Ahab. She ruins everything she touches, all because she was never celebrated. So while it's easy for us to look at her and be like, ooh, she ratchet, you'd be amazed at what you do to experience as an adult what you didn't get as a child. This is too much word for Wednesday before Thanksgiving. She's uncovered. She's unmanaged. Her father's, uh, his name is a couple different translations. I won't go too deep with it. But her father basically is, when she gets married to Ahab, you ready for this? He's getting rid of her. So everything she does, you ready for this? Everything she does as queen is to prove something to him. Uh-oh, you ready? Every decision she makes is to prove something to somebody that's not even watching anymore. Because she's uncovered, unmanaged, and uncelebrated. Can we have an honest moment? How many of you have ever felt in life like you've been uncelebrated? Let's just be real. My hand's up. We've all felt like that at some point in our lives. Maybe it was your childhood, maybe it was business, maybe it was family, maybe it was whatever. Here's the deal. If you don't check these things, you will morph into something that when God looks at it, he says, what have you become? Here it is. How are you going to act like that? You are uncelebrated. You are uncovered. You are unmanaged. Anytime somebody tried to manage you, to cover you, you fought them. 
Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. And at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God. And they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word decision to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. When you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA SafePilot, you'll feel like a big deal. Even in a traffic jam. Save up to 30% with USAA SafePilot. Restrictions apply. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.